What's going on, beloved? I'm BJ Clark, and this is the Kingdom Life Podcast, the show where we discuss practical biblical principles of Christian living. We'll discuss topics such as relationships, family, finance, and everyday Christian living. Together, we'll learn what it really means to be about that life, the kingdom life. What's going on, beloved? I appreciate you tuning in this week. Um, welcome to another episode of The Kingdom Life. I've been on cloud nine the last few days, y'all, <laughs> uh, because my youngest child, my baby girl, Denasia, she graduated from high school on last Monday. Um, I'm so proud of her. She's the last one. Ooh, Lord have mercy. Um, I'm especially thankful and grateful um, because she'll be attending one of our prestigious HBCUs on a full academic scholarship. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, man, but I'm so proud of her and uh, my son Desmond, uh, two wonderful kids that God has blessed me with, and uh, I couldn't be more proud of my, prouder of them. Um, I'm really proud of the job that their mother and I have done, and I'm definitely looking forward to all the wonderful, great things that God has in store for them. So um, don't forget on June 22nd to tune in to The Voyage, Your Story, His Glory, with our special guest, the Apostle Virgis L. Pearson, Sr. of Charity Church, the church that Christ built international. Um, I'm absolutely elated about this guest. Um, this is the man I consider my father in the Lord. So um, he is truly probably one of the most profound individuals I know full of wisdom, highly anointed. Um, pretty much everything you hear <laughs> is stuff that he's poured into me. So um, I definitely don't want you to miss that. Um, I know he's going to bring some wonderful insight to the podcast. So don't forget, you can listen to the podcast on that Tuesday um, and then watch the replay of the actual taping on our Facebook page that night at 8 p.m. So hope you'll tune in and hope you'll be prepared to have your socks blessed off. Um, we're still dealing with our commitment series. The last time we were together, we discussed committing our endeavors and our undertakings to the Lord. Um, I pray it was a blessing to our entrepreneurs, um, who may have tuned in. Um, we discussed God's willingness to assist us in developing our plans of action and how he'll even assist in bringing it to pass. If you missed that, I encourage you to go back to episode 12. Um, there was some really good insight I felt the Lord gave, um, for the people of God. So, and as we bring our commitment series to a close, um, I want to focus on what I consider commitments of the utmost importance. Um, after the break, I want to talk about our commitment to Christ as it relates to our bodies and our mind. Stay tuned because we're about that life the kingdom life.
Hey, how you doing? Hey, what's going on? Nice shirt. Where you get that from? The Kingdom Life. What's the Kingdom Life? Well, the Kingdom Life is an interactive Christian community and it's focused on promoting and encouraging impactful Christian living to help influence the culture and reshape this generation. Um, you know, they even got a weekly podcast that deals with relevant topics from a Christian mm. perspective and an apparel and accessory online store so you can oh, take wow. pride and represent the Christian lifestyle wherever you go. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. So how do I sign up? Well, just visit thekingdomlife.com. That's T-H-E-K-I-N-G-D-O-M-L, the number one F-E dot com. And you can sign up there. All right. That is so awesome. I'm going to do it right now. Yes, sir. Let them know you about that life, the kingdom life. Welcome back. I'm opening your Bibles to Romans, the 12th chapter. Romans, the 12th chapter. Starting at verse one, just two verses on tonight. But these verses are really profound and I pray they'll be a blessing to you. Um, and the Bible reads, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice holy acceptable unto god which is your reasonable service and be not conformed to this world but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of god here the apostle paul is making his appeal and press to what is our essential and principal duty to the church at Rome. In this chapter, Paul discusses three principal Christian duties, um, our duty to God, our duty to ourselves, and the duty to our brothers and sisters in the faith. We're only going to really deal with the one today, and that's our duty to God. But he begins off, as I said, he begins off, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, Paul said, I appeal to you, I beg you, in light of the view of all the mercies that God has given us, you know, the gift of his son, his internal salvation, I'm sorry, his eternal salvation, our vocation, um, this wonderful grace wherein we stand, the peace that we now have with him, um, his providence to you and I. Listen, the mercies of God are endless towards us and the bible says that they're new every day and they endure forever in light of this brethren in light of the mercies he said i beseech you that you present your bodies a living sacrifice holy acceptable unto god the bible says well i'm rather the amplified bible says Make a decisive dedication of your bodies, presenting all your members and your faculties. Decisive, in other words, putting an end to the controversy, um, something that is crucial or of the utmost importance. Listen, this has to be a move that is without hesitation, without resolute, and it's determined. A move that is indisputable and definite. 
when we make this dedication of our bodies, we present to God all of our members and all of our faculties. The word bodies um, is, makes me mindful of the Old Testament sacrifices. Um, it represents the totality of one's life and activity of which a body is the vehicle of expression. Um, in the Old Testament, the sacrifices were dedicated, they were killed, and then offered upon the altar. In contrast, this sacrifice, which is you and I, is dedicated but living, and is offered in a manner of speak upon the altar of our hearts. So this is the requirement of the sacrifice. It has to be holy. In other words, it has to be set apart it has to be devoted. It has to be consecrated and acceptable. In other words, it has to be well-pleasing to God. Listen, the, the sacrifices of the Old Testament, these sacrifices were not to be maimed. They weren't, weren't to be sickly or feeble. But typically, when they gave God an offering or a sacrifice, it was the best that the offering bearer had to offer. And this speaks to the life of the offering. God requires a life of devotion and, sec and, and separation. God wants us to live a life of circumcision or, circums or live circumspectively, rather. <laughs> and he wants us to live a life of uprightness. Um, what's profound about this scripture is that you and I essentially were not only the one who's making the offering but we're essentially the sacrifice itself so as we present our bodies based on the mercies that god has given us let's understand this first thing this 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 first clause in in verse one this is our reasonable service now listen the greek word that is used in this text describes something that is rational intelligent and logic and logical um, considering all that God has done for us, this should be a reasonable agreement. I mean, come on, let's be honest. I mean, there is no unfairness or shortchanging as it relates to this service that is to be performed. In light of all that God has done, we should be willing to give ourselves to him for it's reasonable. This is going to require perhaps the greatest level of commitment on our parts. Greater than our commitment to God as it pertains to our future and our destiny. Greater than our commitment to entrust him with our endeavors and our undertakings. This is literally you and I giving ourselves to God as an act of worship. As well as giving ourselves to God in complete devotion. Which means... My life is no longer my possession to do with it as I wish, but it's his. This thing runs deeper than just our gestures of worship that we offer respectively at our weekly worship services on Sunday morning. <laughs> but this becomes that the gesture itself becomes an act of worship. Just as God desires our acts of worship to be authentic and genuine, this offering is going to have to be authentic and genuine in every aspect of its life. Now, listen, 
We understand that commitments require discipline and self-denial. But a true commitment always begins first in the mind. There's a process in the reprogramming of the mind. Ultimately, our way of thinking. Um, it's an adjustment that that your thinking has to take place. A, a new way of thinking about a thing, breaking old habits and create new ones. So this commitment of our body begins with the renewing of our mind. And we understand this because Paul begins the next verse by saying and to imply in addition to. So not only do we present our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable service. But he also adds and. Verse two, be not conformed to this world. The Greek word used in this text is a word that means conforms oneself, for example, one's mind and character to another's pattern. The Amplified Bible says, do not be conformed to this world, this age, fashioned after and adopt to its external superficial customs. In other words, you and I as offerings, living sacrifices uh, dedicated to God as acts of worship, don't follow the pattern of the world, this age, the culture, our society, who have taken many ungodly practices and made them the norm. Listen, don't do these things if you are going to be a sacrifice. We have to change our minds in reference to that, because if we're presenting God something that's genuine and authentic, it has to be consecrated, set apart and holy. And that whole process begins in our way of thinking and our way of thinking. Listen, don't do them. Don't make efforts to adapt, to adjust the way of life. But listen, we need to not conform to how the world do things, because if we adapt and conform our way of doing things, then we'll think the world's way is right and God's way is wrong. And it goes further on in verse two, and it says, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. The Greek word used here for the word transform in this text is where we get the word in our English language metamorphosis. It's a word used that that's meant to mean to change into another form, kind of like a butterfly in a cocoon. It starts off as a caterpillar and it transforms into a butterfly. The Greek word used for renewing, however, in this text is a word that's used to meant as far as renewal, renovation, a complete change for the better. Let me read it in the Amplified Bible. It says, but be ye transformed, changed by the entire renewal of your mind by its new ideals and new attitude. So let's deal with this. The renewing of your mind, the renovation, the changing of your mind for better, first begins with your ideals not your ideas your ideals ideals are more than just your way of thinking ideals are the concepts of something we believe to be in its perfection the world thinks that their way of doing things is the right way and perfect 
The renewing of our mind begins by dismissing the world's ideology. One thing that they believe and, and, and one thing that they grasp is the fact that you don't have anything if you don't have money. And that's one of those things as far as a worldly premise that we have to get rid of. Now, the scriptures does say money answereth all things, but we also understand that the love for money is the root of all evil. So it requires us to change our mind as it relates to how the world see things. Now, the world believes that you should look like this, that you should have so much money, that life isn't good unless certain things fall in place. And in order to have a renewed mind, what the world considers perfect, you have to be willing to go against the grain and move in the opposite direction. The renewing of our mind is also with our attitude, our disposition. The world judges success by what, like I said, what we have and what we don't have. Your influence, your notoriety, all the things that speaks to the importance of an individual. The world perceives that as being successful. If you don't display certain aspects, they don't believe that you've achieved to some degree, some level of success. A person's thinking is changed by what they expose themselves to. If your exposure is always to things negative, negative thoughts are going to be conceived and they're going to produce negative thinking. Where if exposure to positive things positive thoughts are conceived and then positive thoughts create positive thinking consider this beloved what if you and i implement a healthy dose daily of the word of god and what if we begin to implement the practices and the concepts into our lives daily on a daily basis we apply the things we learn to every area of our life from the word of God as we gain understanding. And we don't allow anything to taint or distort the healthy digestion of the word of God we receive. Because we understand too much of the wrong thing can damage and be detrimental to our spiritual health and well-being. But verse 2 closes with something really profound. It says, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Listen, by renewing our minds from the things we at one time embraced from the world and conforming our thinking to God's way of thinking, over the course of time, we'll test, we'll examine, as well as we'll scrutinize and come to a determination and deem worthy God's will or rather God's way of doing things. Let me repeat that. Over the course of time, as we proving this whole thing out, We'll test, we'll examine it, as well as we'll even scrutinize 
all the things that God has laid out for us that he wants, that he desires, that he, he, that, that he expresses, pleases him. And from these things will come to a determination and deem worthy that God's will or rather God's way of doing things is worthy. We'll learn and prove to ourselves, number one, that his way is good. We'll understand and we'll deem as acceptable or, or rather what's acceptable to him and what isn't. And ultimately, we'll agree that his way of doing things is perfect. The Amplified Bible says, but be transformed by the entire renewal of your mind by its new ideals and new attitude so that you may prove for yourselves what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now check this out. Even the thing which is good and acceptable and perfect in his sight for you. That's good. And us changing our mind and renewing it daily with a daily dose of the word of God will come to the agreement that God's will is good, acceptable, and perfect. And this is his frame of mind as it relates to us. He knows what's best. Beloved, there's no denying that God knows ultimately what you and I need. And he wants what's best for us. Listen, I encourage you to surrender your life completely to him. Mind, body, and soul. For we'll understand that his way and his will is good. His way is acceptable. And more importantly, his way is perfect. Stay tuned for my final thoughts right after this. I want to take this time to speak to our listeners who may not know the Lord Jesus Christ for the pardoning of their sins. I appreciate you listening. And I hope you've gained some insight that you can apply to your life. And I hope that your level of commitment has changed as it relates to this podcast. But one thing I know for certain, that commitment didn't just start with us, but it started with the wonderful gift that God gave over 2,000 years ago. In his wonderful commitment to show his love to this world, he gave his only begotten son. And 2,000 years later, that love is still moving and changing lives of so many. I want to take this moment to invite you to this wonderful life, to experience this love, a love unlike any love you've ever experienced, a love that's able to change your mind, your disposition, 
that can even heal and set you free from the things that wounded you for most of your life. My prayer today is that you would embrace this opportunity to experience this love, a love that has graced my life almost 25 years ago. And you can experience this wonderful love and God's commitment to you in three simple steps. The first step is to hear. We learn through the gospel that Jesus Christ died for our sins and was buried and rose from the dead. Through the price paid by Jesus Christ and by believing on and trusting him as Savior, we are forgiven of our sins and put in right standing with God. The second step is to believe. In order to be accepted by God, we must believe in our hearts that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and that he died for our sins and rose again. The Bible says if you believe this, you shall be saved. And the final step is confess. The Bible teaches that with the heart one believes, but your confession confirms that you believe. By confessing that you receive Christ, you make him Savior and Lord of your life. And because you've done this by faith, God has made you right with him. And with these three simple steps, you can receive salvation today. So repeat this prayer. Dear Lord, I admit I am a sinner. I have done many things that don't please you. I am sorry. And I repent of my sins. I ask you to forgive me. I believe that you died on the cross for me to save me and that you rose from the dead. I come to you now and ask you to come into my heart and take control of my life from this day forward. I make you the Lord and Savior of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you pray this prayer, beloved, I want to welcome you to the family. Listen, do me a favor. If you've made this wonderful commitment, drop me a line at thekingdomlife.com. That's T-H-E-K-I-N-G-D-O-M-L, the number one, F-E, dot com. Godspeed, and we'll be praying for you. For the last few weeks, we've been talking about commitment. This week will probably be one of the toughest commitments you and I will have to make. To surrender our bodies, our faculties, and its actions in complete solidarity and fidelity to God and Christ. And to commit to changing our way of thinking according to the, the way the world does it. And commit to thinking God's way. In the end, we will see God's way is better in the end. I want to encourage you and I, I, I challenge you this week to surrender your life, every aspect of Christ. You've tried it your way and you know it'll lead us or lead you down some very uncomfortable paths, carrying some tough things that you are not capable of carrying on your own. 
But Jesus said my, said, my way is easy and my burden is light. Today I pray that you would allow him to change the course of your life. As I expressed in previous episodes, the sum total of this whole series is that you and I will understand that Jesus not only wants to be Savior of our lives, but he also wants to be Lord. And that you and I will come to the point where we'll say, Lord, I surrender my life to you completely. And I commit to doing things with you in mind first. And I trust, most importantly, that you know what's best for me. So let's pray. Father, I thank you for our listeners. I pray you will help us to make a firm commitment to surrender our lives to you totally, mind, body, and soul. That you will help to make a make us help us make a conscious decision to avert every worldly practice and its way of thinking. And I ask that you would open our hearts to receive, to learn, and embrace the fact that your will is perfect. I pray that you will draw our listeners closer to you and that in due time you will reveal yourself to them as well as reveal your matchless love for them. And Father, we will give you all the glory and honor that is due to your name. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, be sure to visit our website, The Kingdom Life. That's T-H-E-K-I-N-G-D-O-M-L, the number one, F-E dot com. There you can join our interactive community. You can follow us on social media. You can listen and even subscribe to our podcast on some of the various platforms we're on, as well as you can visit our online store, The Kingdom Factory, where you can shop and, a per- and, shop and purchase rather <laughs> authentic Kingdom Life apparel and accessories. And do me a favor, if this podcast has been a blessing to you, or if you have any comments, questions, or inqui- inquiries, feel free to leave me a message when you visit our website by clicking the contact tab and leave me a message and I'll respond as soon as I can. Listen, thank you so much for tuning in again, beloved. Until next time, stay about that life, the kingdom life.